0: greetings and happy Wednesday or actually Tuesday this is the Desiree show on Dash radio first downs and flip tricks and it is the 23rd day of October I've got a super super special man in studio today uh, a legend multi-talented human on his board behind the lens or in the dark room and then on the musical front as well one whom is uh, pretty much the raddest spirits uh, and energy person that I know Mr. Ray Barbie's coming up very shortly And also, I've got a really special final treat for you guys. So you definitely want to uh, listen to the whole show. Ray's going to be playing a song at the end. So, but now we're going to do a quick hits around the league. Week seven is in the books. Uh, Chargers are on the road for 10 days. They did 5,000 plus miles across the pond and they come out of London with another W. Two in a row, two on the road, four straight, and they're at five and two. Uh, And they were also received with quite an amazing uh, London fan base. Um, Ravens kicker was jinxed by the broadcaster on his perfect record, missing the PAT. The Browns had their fourth overtime and came out with another loss. And the Giants, last night, oh, my God. Talk about clock management errors. A total atrocity, and that was no word. I just made that word up for you guys. Um, They were horrible. So, and I um but anyways, uh, they had a chance to win and they weren't able to do it. Update on Beat the Outsiders. Uh big ups to Dave McGee and Jeff Ament who had 12 of 14 this week. And it's close on the overall. JT is still in the number 1. Dave McGee, Jeff Ament are on his tail, close behind is Steve Olsen and Sergi and followed by Packy and myself and it's close like I said within 10 points. Um all around, and you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna rushing through all this stuff because I want to spend as much time as I can with Ray. But a, a few more things. Uh, just a huge big ups to Elliot Sloan on uh, X Games gold in Australia, and to Mariah Durham um, with the gold as well. And. Letitia Buffoni with second. And good luck to all uh, all my friends heading to uh, China for the Vans Park Series. Uh, make sure to keep your eyes and your ears open also for the ITL, a special series I do with the Chargers inside the locker room. A little bit of, uh, it's real raw, quick, Q and A's. It's college football. X's and O's. Uh, it's fun stuff. It's birthdays. It's it's a it's a mixed batch of stuff. It's just kind of a essentially get to know some of these Charger players uh, that I am grateful and privy to be there. So stay tuned. they will be back uh, off the bye, and so I will have something for you guys next week. Uh, and Lendell White, I believe, will be in studio next week as well. Now the World Series tonight kicks off. It is raining in Boston uh dodgers are back in it in game one uh pit first pitch 509 so um, with that i am going to uh there we go all right and i'm super thankful to welcome back in studio the first time at the dash studios in hollywood A skateboarding icon, legend, a man who has a creative view, whether he's on his board, the darkroom, capturing our hearts with his imagery or music, an extraordinary human, uh, got a pioneer, an innovator on his skateboarder, he's changed the view of street skating, and what you can do afterwards if you have a creative eye. Uh, I'm super excited and truly blessed to know this very special person in studio and call him a friend, the one and only Mr. Ray Barbie.
1: Wow. Is that person on his way in pretty soon?
0: <laughs> He's already here. He's. <laughs> Am
1: I going to get to meet this guy? <laughs> You're too kind. No. Um, thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: Yeah, I appreciate it. You know, it's funny because I, I looked and last time we were in studio was almost to the day, four years yesterday. Shut up. Uh, yeah, I got like wow. a reminder on Facebook. I was like, oh my gosh, really? I, I had no idea. Is that nuts four
1: years that's scary
0: i mean for you know when you were in studio last time no i know you know which is just nuts
1: wow let's not let's not let it go to another four years
0: no no i mean i obviously i get to see you um you know and you've got a lot of really cool things going on right now and i just wanted a quick hits on well okay we you know i i introduced you with some minutemen in the background you had a special opportunity the last few days or was that, or was, that was Yeah, recent.
1: okay, so are you talking about my post? Yes, with, yes. uh With Dee's guitars, yes. D Boone's guitars? Yeah, I mean, whew, you talk about, um, wow, a heavy moment and opportunity to be able to hold and play my my hero's guitar, you know? And I'm speaking of uh, D Boone from, um, like, the clip we heard from the band The Minutemen. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, Mike Watt, the bass player for that band, The Minutemen, yeah. Um, Mike's a huge hero, and uh, we became friends over the years. And uh, anyways, I, I had done a new album that came out in June called "Tiara for a Computer." On um, my friend, or our friend Thomas Campbell's, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I call it creative hub. I don't know if you can call it a label because, you know, he he releases movies, music, um, publishes books, and so um, it's art. Yeah, and so this oh, hub oh, is called Um Yeah Arts, oh. and that's what my album is released on. And Thomas produced the album, um, and my friend Johnny Herndon, who, um, who his main band is um, this band called Tortoise out of Chicago, and and then my friend Josh Lippy um, played bass on the album, and then um, and then Monty Valor is the engineer. And so, anyways, Watt uh, invited me on to. Um, his show called The Watt from Pedro Show, mm-hmm. which I think he told me it's been 17 years. Wow. Um, and so, yeah, and he does it at his pad. And in um, anyways, we did. I was on there on Sunday. Okay. And right when I walk in, I see these guitars. Well, I see one. It's this is black Telecaster. And I pick it up. Not thinking much about it, and then Mike's like, "That was D. Boone's guitar," and right there, I was just like, wow. "Oh, are you kidding me?" And then he goes on to tell me about his main guitar, which was this brown one, and that one um, was in the case, and um, and both of these guitars were in the crash because D. died in 1985. Um, Minute Minute had just finished up a tour with uh, REM, mm-hmm. and so. Uh, D. Boone and his girlfriend took the van and they were going to go visit relatives in Arizona. I think they're in Carolina where the show ended, Mm -hmm. the last gig of the REM tour. And yeah, so sad. The girlfriend fell asleep. I I think D. Boone, Watt told me that D. Boone was dealing with a fever. So he was crashed out in the back of the van. She was driving and she fell asleep. They ran off the road and then uh, D. got tossed from the van and um, but those guitars, these two Telecasters, they were in the van, um, and um, during the crash, at the time of the crash, and Watt said from the impact the strings broke, and so it was heavy. As Mike told me that the 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 one Telecaster that was his main one, the brown one that was in the case, he said that he hadn't opened it. Um, it was like, he, he opened it after like 20 years. And that was only because there was a guy doing a book on Fender Telecasters and he was um, basically, you know, doing a documentary on all the kind of the greats that have played Fender Telecasters over the years. Right. And so he wanted to include D and so he wanted Mike to shoot photos of both of you know, D. Boone's guitars, and that's when he pulled out the the main one. And what was so crazy is um, Mike's left it, so when he showed it to me and opened up the case and let me check it out, I mean, it still had the strings that were on it from wow. D. Boone's last show, you know, Ooh. so, um, but yeah, it was such an honor and such a heavy moment to be able to um, you know, how often do you get a chance to, to play your hero's guitar? And when you think about the songs that were written on it, you think about the mileage, the shows, um, pff, it meant the world,
0: you know? Yeah. It's, it's, I, the, the, I, yeah, I was like pretty overwhelmed when I saw your post. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, that's a, a rad gift. Yeah. Rad gift. uh, D. Um, Boone was
1: awesome. I mean, and what's really cool about this post is just everybody's comments, and you know, seeing how many lives he touched with his expression, with his art form, with his band, with his music.
0: Well, no, my punk rock band. Like I was the singer of this band in when I when I was a freshman in high school. Seventy nine. <laughs> Shouldn't say that out loud. Um, no, but we played cover songs, or well, it was uh, yeah, and we did Red Cross and Minutemen songs. Right. And so when you I saw this post because and I would see
1: Minutemen play that is all the so time. Awesome! I never got a chance to see them.
0: Yeah, and um, and I want to say they opened up for, they played. You know how back then bands toured always with the same. There, you know, the flyers. There was always the same bands that played mm-hmm. with each other, or for the most part, you know, um, you know. So it was, uh, I was especially touched, and then uh, snowboarding years, you know, with Firehose. I mean, which much later, a different band, but a lot of the same guys um, impacted me as well in my snowboarding years when I so was, cool. you know, with because they, them, those music, music and videos mm-hmm. like. And in, in just etched in my head, you know, because you can see scenes of mm-hmm. you can see a skate part mm-hmm. or a snowboarding part. A, at least for me, you know, music has been you have a I special. like to,
1: I like to say there's, you know that function in a level of having a lot of uh, emotional contacts, meaning, you know, when you're talking about you know the music, and then the visual it's like all of those things you're you're having an emotional connection with every aspect of that and so it makes it really um uh it's 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 strong right the 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 way that it can um leave an imprint on you and in the way that it can exude and, um that same initial emotion every time you kind of hear it or think about it mm-hmm. you know it's really cool
0: no, it's really cool. Uh, I mean, in just road trips, you know. I was actually, mm-hmm. I, tr- I put on a mixtape I'd made back, like way back, and was listening, so it was like, what was this song? It was like Sweet Jane um, mm-hmm. by The Velvet Underground, not mm-hmm. by Lou Reed, mm-hmm. and uh, went into The Goo by The Cramps, and then it went we're into Benny Goodman. Goodman. Awesome. You know, I mean, I'm like, so yeah, I, you, you know, like the, the variety. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, vinyl, music, music. Mm-hmm. Um, It's always touched me. I know your your parents had quite a collection. Mm -hmm. What were those songs like for you, or what albums? Like for me, it was like Benny Goodman, Frank Sinatra, Tony Bennett, um, Billie Holiday. I mean, there was Mm -hmm. certain being Crosby, Mm -hmm. obviously for the Mm -hmm. Christmas. What's what albums kind of did you gravitate towards as a child or growing up? So
1: it was you know you like like most kids growing up in a household where (laughs) um, the parents are music enthusiasts and um or musicians because for me my dad played saxophone Mm -hmm. um soprano and um alto and um and so anyways yeah I grew up on a I like to say a heavy diet of soul and jazz Mm -hmm. you know and so a lot of the albums that were happening in our household were you know Motown you know Smokey, Marvin, Mm -hmm. Diana, um, Mm. and then some Al Green. um, My dad really liked, um, uh, you know, um, it was like Harold Marvin Mm -hmm. and the Blue Notes, I think. I might be messing up their name, but I know there was this one album that I always tripped out on. But I always tripped out on the, the, the cover art. Amazing. Yeah, so I think it was Harold Melvin. I f- I forget, but it's what te- Teddy Penograph came from that cuz he was like a, ba- you know, he was like one of the singers in that in that band. But that album cover always got me because I forget the title of it and I'm messing up the, the full name of the band, but what I really remember is <laughs> it was this it was like a statue of this black dude and but he was it was like he had cracks In it, and then there was like, you know, flowers and things growing out of the cracks, you know. And so I just always remember that. And then, and then stand up, you know. uh, uh, I wasn't hearing the stand up because, you know, it it wasn't appropriate for 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 us kids. But I remember seeing like, you know, Richard Pryor Uh albums, you know, because for me, yeah, you had the music, but I would just get lost in the imagery. Photos on, on these, I would get lost in that, you know, um, and so and then there was, you know, jazz, jazz albums and things like that, and so kind of kind of grew up again with a lot of soul and jazz.
0: I'm surprised we didn't see ever a board graphic with things growing out of the cracks, for you. And oh, you? for me. Oh. Yeah, I mean, with such an influence of, I mean.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's. Hmm. I guess you know. You always go full circle, right? Yeah. Like once I got into skateboarding, I was just like, boom, that was my world. And everything that came with skateboarding, especially in the 80s, was really coming from either what they call new wave or it was the the energy of the punk movement or hardcore or whatever you want to say. You know what I mean? And yeah. so I found identity in that. It wasn't until later that you come back I, and you're like, dude, my my dad and my mom knew what was happening, okay. you know? And so... Um,
0: it's, it is funny because you do you recircle, and it's and there's fond memories. I think when you hear music that you were sort of reared in
1: mm-hmm. listening
0: to, or even you know,
1: yeah, because like what you were saying, if it's tied to uh, uh, an experience, especially if it's an experience that you that you um, hold dear to you, mm-hmm. then it just you know it's really interesting how we've got this ability to. Uh, Have triggers that bring us right back, whether it's smells, whether it's what we hear, whether it's somebody who looks like somebody, so it reminds us. I always think about it, it's funny because there's, I feel like there's already an openness to somebody if I've just met them, if they remind me of somebody else that I dig. Yeah. Whether it's a facial feature, whether it's a mannerism, I don't know, but there's already an openness. You know what I mean, and so it's really interesting how we have this ability to, kind of, um, again respond to these triggers. You know, and it obviously it's sad when those triggers are, you know, um, from unhealthy experiences and things, because you know that's the that's the that's the the downside of it is it doesn't discriminate. <laughs> it'll trigger good stuff. It'll trigger bad stuff. But um, but yeah, it, it, at any rate, yeah. You know, growing up with a lot of music and um, being enamored by um, these these albums, you know, the, the cover art and all of that.
0: The cover art's amazing. Um, and, well, and so here is another question for you. If you had a walkout song, quote unquote, what would that song be?
1: And so when you're saying walkout. Like
0: baseball players walk out when they have like yeah. a quote unquote walkout song. So with the World Series going on tonight. Um, you know, I thought, but, but it's always kind of interesting, like something that really emulates you or that hypes you, you know, it could mm-hmm. be whatever. I mean, you guys pick whatever songs that are their, their songs. What were your, what would your song be?
1: Um, yeah. You're just <laughs> Put you on about, the spot you're there. there. You're talking about like a personal, a personal theme or, yeah. or soundtrack to that moment. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so many, there's so many things. Um top three. Well I'll just I'll okay. just say uh one, but since we're on the topic of like Minutemen Men and and uh D Boone and Mike Watt, you know, to go skateboarding, you know, or to get juiced up to, to go out and go skate, a lot of times I would listen to um it is is fire hose and, uh-huh. and it's um um well, had this album um called Flying the Flannel. And the first song on that is uh, called Down with the Bass. There's just something about the energy of that. And I guess if you really think about it too, it's like one thing I always appreciated about Mike and what Mike did for me and what I think he did for a, a lot of musicians was made them rethink the function of the bass player in the band. Um... Growing up, the bass player was always kind of where, uh, you know, <laughs> you, you kind of put the the, the the lame guy, if you will, um, because, you know, the bass player, at least functioning in punk music, the bass player is just following the guitar player. So he's just kind of like a shadow mm-hmm. of what the guitar player is doing. And so one thing that was really cool about Mike was he championed the bass. He was just like, no. and I And I remember him saying... In an interview, um, that he always wanted to write a bass line that um, that the song would fall apart if it didn't have it, so that it was such a crucial thing. That's and so he kind of championed the underdog within the trio arrangement, instrumentation-wise, within you know rock or punk or whatever, you know. And so that down with the bass is such an anthem. It, in some ways it kind of represents being an anthem for the underdog and okay. not that I'm an un- that I feel like I'm an underdog but in some ways skateboarders we weren't cool I mean now it's cool or whatever but growing up that was a part of why I loved to be a part of the culture and the community of skateboarding was because unless you do it you don't know it and you can't understand what it means to us but there was something about that ownership that fueled the fire and so I see that in you know Watts kind of champion championing the bass so in a weird way that song it kind of wraps up a lot of that stuff So, but there's something about that song that makes it, it charges me I'm just like yes it's got so much energy and it's just like on the line and yeah
0: that's awesome okay so i'm gonna here is a little something for you uh-oh um and so you can open it and if you want you can play it i don't know if you can really play it though but
1: uh. <laughs> uh cool um what do they call this uh okay they call it a guitar but oh this is so cool so for those who obviously can't see what I'm holding, it's. Well, I've got
0: you on Instagram Live too. If you okay.
1: Want me, so. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. You got the Leica in there. You got the film. I've got. Looks. It looks like my first sticker. It,
0: it is well, and that's I tried like to a, do. A, I couldn't do the whole graphic yeah, on there because yeah, yeah. it's too small, so yeah. I did the card.
1: Oh, this is beautiful. Thank you so much. And it's got my birthday. This is awesome. Of course,
0: ten five.
1: Yeah. Thank you so much.
0: We're going to let, let everybody see it if they yeah, want. Yeah, how cool. I hope it's upside down, but it's still okay. It might look better. And this is supposed to be musical notes. So that's what that's supposed yeah. to be. But not as cool as you. Yeah, I had to get the, the Ilford in there for you. I know you just did something. You just now, you just came out. You are one of the legends um, of skateboarding that has been put on by, what is it, Extraordinaire? Um, extraordinary for a- a-
1: Ilford. Extraordinary. Extraordinary. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, yeah. My apologies. No. Um. Yeah.
0: So you and Jason Lee. Yes, yeah, me, Joe jo Brooke, Brooke, and Jason Lee. Yeah.
1: yeah. And Ilford has a really cool, um, series that they've been doing. I don't know how long they've been doing it, but it's called Ilford Inspires. hmm And I think it started off with being like, uh, workshops or, or not so much workshops, but it was more of um, it wasn't so much a video thing per se. I think the video functioned more to, to let people know about the event, but they, the event would be, you would listen to, you know, a master printer or a photographer, you know, it'd be a, a lecture or something. Mm-hmm. Um, our good friend, uh, Michael Bain, who has worked with Ilford for years, mm-hmm. um, Joe Brooke met him at a lab that Joe always used in San Francisco. And so through that relationship... Um,
0: was that Andy Kuno's families?
1: I don't know what the lab okay, was. Okay. I don't I know wonder, what the lab was, was in San Francisco, okay. but Joe would run into Michael there. Uh-huh. And so um, Joe had cooked up um, an article for Thrasher, because, you know, what Joe Brooke is... Yeah. Um, photographer for Thrasher magazine and Joe cooked up an idea to bring a bunch of skateboarders who are who love to function in either photography or or art um uh Stefan Janowski was on the trip and he does sculptures and things and and um he had this idea of getting a bunch of skateboarders that like to do art and shoot an article to ha- have skateboarding, but create art during this time and then have a show at the end. And we did it in Detroit. And so we had access to the um, to the art college there. so we had access to their dark room. Sick. And so Joe hit up Michael and told him about it and Michael was like, what do you need? And so he gave us chemicals, paper, film, and so Michael's is awesome because he gets it. He is, you know, backing the excitement to want to do this, you know. And so through that relationship, when um, we start talking about possibly doing something for their Ilford Inspires, then, mm-hmm. yeah, we talked about doing these short pieces. And so that's what's um, out now. Mine came out last week. Joe Brooks will come out this Thursday. And then Jason Lee's will be the following, right. and so yeah, super cool. Yeah, and
0: yours is awesome as well. I love how they integrated everything. Uh, I mean, they integrated. I mean, it's like nine, ten minutes, I think. Yeah, um, but they it's integrated. A, it's a sampler sort of a, into all of my interests. Yeah, and, yeah, it's kind of cool. Yeah. and how they all intertwine. Yeah. So I'm um, with that. We are. I'm gonna play. Uh, I've got a soundbite from for you, and they mm-hmm. will introduce themselves. Oh,
1: crazy. Hi, uh this is Thomas Campbell leaving a quote about Ray Barbie. Uh, Ray Barbie's one of the most interested mentally focused people I've ever met. If he's into something, he gets way into it, like skating. Music, photography. I've been taking pictures I think a lot longer than him and he knows a lot more about it than I do. And that pretty much goes for everything that he's into. I think it's fascinating and really enjoyable and fun to work with in all those mediums. Okay. Anyway, best.
0: Bye. All right. So that was Thomas Campbell for people. um, You were talking about Thomas. You worked with him. He's a friend.
1: Yeah, Thomas. I mean, I've known Thomas. Wow. I want to say probably since like 99 98, 99, right in there mm. or so. Um but um yeah, Thomas is awesome. We I, I love working with them. Um I had an opportunity this year to um Leica Cameras reached out to me to um be a, their, yeah, be a part of their yeah, to be a part of their Inaugural grand opening for the um, for the, all the additions that they added onto their headquarters. So they built a hotel, they built a museum. They're doing watches now, so there's a building where they're creating their watches, and they're putting a lot of attention into the cinema cinema lenses, mm. like the movie lenses, yeah. and things like that. You know, and so. Um, they reached out to me in the beginning of the year to um to come out and perform for their inaugural grand opening party um which yeah, which well, which images, which, right? which when they asked me to play, I was like, Of course, like, yeah, no problem. But then they were like, But we want you to show your images. And that's when I was like, Well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, you know. All my heroes shot with Leica cameras. The history, you know, to me, Leica in that setting was more like um, Carnegie Hall or something, Mm -hmm. you know. And so, um, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because I'm so fortunate to have friends in my life, a community of people that will just not mince words with me, that will give me constructive criticism um, not, not for the right reasons. It could be, it could be, how do you want to say? I'm trying to say very honest and direct. And I love that quality about Thomas. And I'm so thankful that, um, that I have him in my life to help me with, um, these, Things that I love, whether it's playing music because he produces a lot of my albums and um, if not all of them. Um, and then um, with this situation, it is the hardest thing to edit your own work. Oof, yeah. You know, and I set myself up. I said 10 years with one camera, and one lens. So I looked over. I had probably like 300 roles. And you figure each role is 36 exposures. There was a lot of editing, you know? <laughs> and so Thomas really helped me, talked me off the cliff I think, I and need, gave me I a lot call, of... I
0: need to call him on a regular basis, I yeah. think.
1: <laughs> and, uh, and gave me good advice and how to approach that and then um, and then helping me with editing, the editing aspect of it, you know? And, and my friend Anthony Acosta helped me too, um, who's a great photographer. and um, But yeah, I'm very thankful for... Um, for our, me, and, me and Thomas's friendship. And uh, he's just super inspiring, man. I mean, I don't, you know, you hear people say about James Brown, like the hardest working man in showbiz. Like, you know, I would put Thomas right in there as being like the hardest working cat in our culture, in our community. I mean, this dude right now is, um, you know, he's working on two films at the same time. Yeah. And what he loves working with, it's the craft to it and it's not it's there's a lot of labor of love kind of uh you know dynamic to it because he does it all with 16 millimeter film and not only is it expensive but it's just it's time consuming yeah. you know and yeah. so but um thank you thomas for the kind words
0: okay well and then i've got we've got okay so we've got about 25 minutes left of the show i believe um, and I want to make sure we have enough time for you to play. So I'm going to throw, well, God, there's so much. Um, I reached out to Steve Van Doren. Re- uh, he replied to me from Australia. Well, I'm in I'll Australia see. this week, but happy to. Ray is an amazing person with so many talents and the best disposition person I know. So happy with so much talent. Great to call him my friend. He loves all. Steve Van Doren. I got another quote. George Powell. Oh, wow. Hi, Desiree. I would love to say a few things about Ray and I have nothing but nice things to say. <laughs> Ray is and was an incredible, incredibly humble, kind, friendly, talented, low-key, but deep person. I was proud to sponsor him while he was with Powell Peralta, and I'm still proud to work with him from time to time, bringing back some of his iconic deck graphics. Ray was the epitome of talent with style for me. No one has more fluid, versatile, stylish, or did smoother runs than Ray Barbie. Ray set the bar high. What's more, he did it with the biggest smile in skateboarding and gave off the best vibe. Ray is and was a huge talent and should have gone even further in his skate career because of his talent and style. It is a huge sign of his enduring fame and continued revel- revelance that he is still appreciated and honored from time to time for what he contributed to skateboarding and those who know him. Ray rules. Wow. Um,
1: Such and, kind words.
0: Well, you you impact. Uh, I mean, I there are certain people that impact me, and sometimes I feel like, oh, I am so special, and then I reach out and I speak to other people, and they feel the same way, and you are one of those, that you have touched our hearts, and mm. you care. You truly care. You're you are you are what you say you are um you you've been so supportive to me um with so many different things um you know and i'm and I'm not the only one um there's more people you know there are there are more quotes for you, but i'm gonna pause there with the powell and i wanna ask mm-hmm. i mean uh i mean what was uh what was it um
1: the early videos, or? the
0: early videos is what I was thinking about, and I oh, Sick Boy, Sick boys is your first first video, I think uh, so. first part was public domain, mm-hmm. um, with the Rubber Boy segment, correct, mm-hmm. and then Ban This, mm-hmm. multiple covers, tons of videos, ads, images, and magazines. What was that like? Okay, so for me, first time I had an ad, it was Buster halterman doing a sugar cane. Awesome, I was. I I went I got the copy from Transworld it ran in transworld. I ran to 7 eleven to make sure that it wasn't the only copy that had the ad in it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what was like your sort of like wow, first cover, uh, video part, board sponsor like what were those sort of you know handful of things that really like were like,
1: wow for me, I'd probably say the 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 single biggest moment in my skateboarding journey, if you will, um, was after the Carson Valadrome contest, which I think was in 86, Mm -hmm. somewhere in there, eight, no, maybe 87. um, Stacey, after that contest, Stacey Prata, I'll never forget it, my friend Chet Thomas, who I'd met. See, I grew up in San Jose, mm-hmm. and that's where I got into skateboarding. And um, our parents moved us to Orange County um, right before my junior year of high school. And so I had a heavy culture shock, went from San Jose to Tustin High, um, which... You know, leading up to it, I thought it was the end of the world. Um, But once I got there, yeah, everything was tough. I mean, when I say everything, school was tough because you've got no history, no emotional connection with anybody. You know, you're starting all over, you know. But the cool thing is, is that because of skateboarding, that allowed me to build community really fast. And I started realizing I'm in the backyard of the industry. Like I'm in it. And now I'm seeing my peers. I'm seeing Ed Templeton, Jeremy Klein. um, You know, I'm seeing Jason Lee. I'm seeing um, uh, so many dudes that, were my age coming up in skateboarding during that time that I would in, eventually start um, skating with against in contests and things. But if that wasn't cool enough, now Gons is there. Now Nottis is there. Now Eric Dressen is there. Lance Mountain and the list goes on and on. Really, I could see these guys any given weekend going out to a spot you know skate sadlands and you know and so um and so anyways um i had met chet and steve size before this incident that i'm speaking of at the velodrome and i see chet talking to stacy and then pointing at me and then stacy and chet start walking over to me and stacy comes up to me and introduces himself and was like would you like to ride for Pal Peralta and I was just right there I was like are you kidding me and the funny thing is is so growing up up north like I was friends with Tommy Guerrero I would skate with Tommy mm-hmm. on local vert ramps and things or street jams mm-hmm. and, and I'll never forget this one time when again I'm, I'm living in Tustin and we would go out to Venice and, and skate with Nodis and Eric Britton and And, um, you know, all the Venice dudes and and like Jesse Martinez would be around. And, um, and I remember Tommy staying with Nodis, and we were hanging with Nodis, Um, and Tommy was there and at the time I was riding for GNS and I was just kind of, and I think Tommy asked like, so how's, how's it going over at GNS? And, and I remember I was like, ah, it's cool. We, you know, because GNS, you know they're kind of a surf skate brand, right? Mm-hmm. And so they had a lot of product, let's say, and a lot of budget because of the um, because of the Surfing. making clothes and the surf side of it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I was like, it's cool getting all this product, but they don't ever want to send us the contest or anything, you know. Mm-hmm. And Tommy was like, dude, let me know anytime you want to get on Powell Peralta and i just thought tommy was just being nice i didn't think like that was really a possibility you know and so when stacy came up and he asked me i couldn't fall into that i couldn't say like oh he's just being nice it was like whoa this is the real deal okay you know and so that 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 right there that is the seed to um that was planted for me to even be here talking to you right now for people to even have these kind words to say to me, um, about me. Um, it was, it was from that moment because what I'm so grateful to George and Stacy about is that they gave me an opportunity to have a career. And because of the way they ran their company they, I was a part of a vehicle, if you will, that put me in front of a lot of people within skateboarding culture at the time.
0: Yeah, no, very special. I mean, Bones Brigade as well, and
1: yeah, you know, every, and so I mean, that's everybody, that's everybody, why uh, that's yeah. like such a special moment because that was that was the seed right there. Stacy coming up to me and saying, "Do you want to ride for Pal Peralta?" That was it. That changed my life.
0: I, you know, I wanted to reach out to Stacey. I just wasn't. I had, because uh, I have two other quotes. He's,
1: he's so busy. He, I know. He's busy, <laughs> but I can email
0: him, but it's just hard. But I do have a quote from, Ray, from uh, Lance.
1: Oh, okay. am <laughs> uh, Lance. Ray
0: Barbie had the most relaxed, natural, nonchalant way of skating that looked as if he was dancing. It was a pleasant directional change from the barbaric lead, lead foot way of riding street. That's why many followed his lead. He would say he was unaware of. Mr no comply no i he didn't say that i'm saying that oh. you i mean you are you you made i you know the video so, parts you made as well were just fluid and you and i think you you've shared the the video parts were done in 3 days and stacy would have you wear the same thing mm-hmm. and you would be out from 7 to 9 mm-hmm. or 10 o'clock at night
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which
0: is unheard of i mean to get a video part in 3 days
1: yeah but again we have to keep it within context you know that was super early on in the development of streets. So it hadn't had time to get to where it is now. Right. It wasn't as complicated if you will. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, and that's what I'm so thankful for. You know, I put my faith in Jesus. And one of the things I'm so thankful for is that he allowed me to not only be able to enjoy the things that are, that I have a lot of passion towards, But with skateboarding, he allowed me to hop in at a time when it was at its most infant stage. That's really rare to be a part of something that means so much to you at a time when it's just developing, just starting. You know what I mean? And so I'm, I'm so thankful and fortunate to have stumbled across these ideas and get excited about skateboarding, street skating at a time when it was um, developing, just starting to to peek into what it would end, eventually end up being. Because where we are now is, whoo, you know what I'm saying? And so I'm just saying, like, we have to keep it in context. Like, back then you could function that way. You could do something exciting in three days. You can't do anything exciting. Very rarely would someone be able to do something exciting in three days now. Yeah. More like three years.
0: Yeah, yeah, I mean, hence why we don't have these video premieres, you know. And, and I wanted to hit on mid-90s, and I, we've run out of time as well. I mean, uh, Aaron Mazel was in studio today, or last week, and um, it awesome. debuts, um, you know, on Friday everywhere. Yeah, the movie. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so, um, but... One question is, did you ever anticipate, it was sixth or seventh grade, uh, Danny, your friend Danny, got his skateboard, and you guys were riding bikes before this. You hopped on Danny's dad's board, which is a Sims. Did you ever foresee that your life would take this path when you jumped on that board?
1: No way. I mean, and that's that's the thing, and I feel like that's what's so important about indulging your curiosities, you know, because you never know where it's going to take you. And so for me, this simple curiosity about like the skateboard that my friend Danny got for his birthday and just being like, dude, I want one of those things. Like, I don't know what I'm going to do with it, but I want it, <laughs> you know, and just, you know, pressing into that and, 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 and exploring that and doing that. Um, yeah. I had no idea where it was going to take me. But you know what's interesting? That was the farthest thing from my mind. Yeah, I was in the moment responding to a desire to want to experience this thing. I had no idea where I was going to go. But I'm so thankful that I didn't just kind of be like, huh, whatever. You know what I mean?
0: All right, now are you still in touch with Danny by chance? No. Okay. No, you know, it I would be so he, cool you know. like,
1: if he hit me up on Instagram or something. That's
0: cool. Um, and I've got another quote, and i um, sorry to be in. John, actually, Cardial was going to text me back as well. So if he. <laughs> Brother John. <laughs> I love John. Um, but um, uh, but I don't know. He, he texted me this morning, but I didn't get Anyway, yeah, so yeah. if I do, I'll forward it to you um, yeah. afterwards, and I will add it to. Um, Add it to the post as well. Uh, but I have another one, and this is from someone who who I really admire as well and who is a really special person too. Uh, I mean, everyone I've everyone that's given me quotes I love, uh, obviously. and, and uh, But this is from Ray Zimmerman.
1: Oh, Ray. And
0: uh, Ray is one of the most rare lights that shines bright in all he does. It's been a real pleasure watching him evolve into the fine photographer he is today. He has inspired me in so many ways. I love that guy. Wow. Oh.
1: That's my mentor, man. That's my photographic, photography mentor, like Ray. Whew, that dude's got the biggest heart. Yeah, and um, I've got so much gratitude for him, entertaining all my nerdiness. He's a big nerd himself, actually. But um, <laughs> I'm so thankful that he um took the time. And walked me through a lot of stuff in photography. And so, yeah. Thank you, Ray.
0: Yeah. No, it's cool. Um, and, you know, obviously there's so many, um, there's so much. I mean, I could have you on for three days, I think. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But what I want to, I do want to share. So we've got about how long do you think you want to play? Because that will decipher. Um,
1: I'll just, I'll play us out. So it could be a, whatever, it could be a quick little, okay. you know what I mean? Like, All right, okay. I could just play us out. Well, then let's it could uh, ask. could be a snippet.
0: Okay. <laughs> uh, well, I don't want to, I don't want to limit our listeners because it's, it's such a treat to listen to you play. But they can get. They can download any of your um, any of the music yeah, on all, iTunes. All,
1: all, yeah, it's all on iTunes or you can go to like, you know, um, yeah, com. Arts.com, so arts, Especially for the for the new album.
0: Okay, sweet. Mm-hmm. And obviously if you're just tuning in uh, this, I'm, this is the Ezra Show and I'm joined by Ray Barbie. You can follow him on Instagram at our period Barbie, and that's
1: Yeah, man. And that's because somebody took my name. If you're out there, give it back. (laughs) And that, well, the crazy thing is, is that person's got one post.
0: Oh, no. And it's,
1: and it's uh, Steve Caballero graphic.
0: (laughs) Are you serious? Yeah.
1: But, anyways, but so, yeah, it's, it's R. So we've got a new, it's at R. Barbie. Yeah. Barbie, B A R B E E. Not like the Barbie doll. Yeah. And hopefully, I'll get it to be Ray Barbie here pretty soon. Maybe we
0: should start a campaign. So
1: no, I just have to reach out to Instagram or whatever. I don't know what the what the procedure is, but it's just it's just it's (laughs) it's it's comical at this point.
0: Yeah, I can't do it for on Twitter with the Desiree Show. Someone else has the Desiree Show, and so I have to go the Desiree underscore Show. Yeah, right. But I mean, and I'm nobody. But I mean, it's like you're not like who. (laughs) They don't post anything either. It's like.
1: And you're definitely not nobody.
0: <laughs> well <laughs> um, balance. You're able and uh, this is a long this is a this is gonna have to be a condensed version, but I'm odd because your creativity, you're able to be creative in the dark room, like out shooting photos with your music, but yet and also obviously skateboarding, but then also with your family um, and your wife and your two sons. How do you balance it? is there
1: any main ingredient that helps you I I don't <laughs> <laughs> or 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 I mean to say um you know I think I think it's a lot it's a lot like life in general right is you just kind of you know you there's with the whole it, you know me having a lot of different interests I'm just going for it and i don't I don't think I do that good of a job, probably. um, you're always your own worst mm-hmm. critic, you know, but um but I guess what I'm trying to say is like I don't know, I'm just doing it. <laughs> it's just that simple. I'm just going for it, and hopefully I learn from bad choices and and I'm so thankful for you know my wife who can kind of help me when I'm running around like a chicken with his head cut off cuz I've got so many things in the burners burning and um and so yeah I'm, maybe Thomas has the uh answer I don't know but I for me um I just got to do it and I'm but I, what I but you learn a little bit and that's why I say it's kind of like life right it's like obviously nobody's nobody's perfect right and but you, you kind of learn from, you figure out over time what functions and and how you, in hindsight, how you could do things a little different. And so I guess the older you get, you kind of acquire kind of more of more of that and you kind of start to figure out like, you know what? This didn't really work last time. You know what? I should probably do it this way this time or whatever. And I think what I'm starting to learn is that even though I have all these interests, I've just, I've got to set up projects and just work on one thing at a time. (laughs) You know what I mean? So you hop out. Yeah. So that's (laughs) what I'm trying to say. I think a lot of this stuff is is deceiving. You know what I mean? But the reality is, is like, there's no answer. The only thing is, is just, you just kind of, you figure it out as you go. It's like parenting. It's like a lot of stuff. It's like, there's no answer to it. It's just. Hopefully, if the fire is there and the passion is strong enough, then that'll drag you through the, you know, that'll drag you through, you know, the the the, the steep learning curve of it, if you will. Yeah.
0: And uh, one quick last shout-out as well is I'm, you've got some really cool things you're doing with Vans. I wanted to sort of let listeners know uh, that they, if they can maybe get to be able to come with you when you go and you shoot. On the streets, you've got that project coming Oh, up.
1: yeah, there's a um, – yeah, if you go on to, I think, like, Juxtapose's Instagram okay. or, or even the magazine Complex, um, and I'm sure Vans will start kind of promoting it. But um, November 3rd, there's a – they call it um, Vision Walks. Mm-hmm. And so they invite photographers to come out and hang out with um, – with the photographer that Vans picks or in this case juxtapose and complex. And then, yeah, you go out on a walk and you talk all things photography. You come back and you print what you shot and talk about the images and super cool. And so so there's one of those happening again, November 3rd in Long Beach. It's a part of the uh, complex con.
0: Okay. Complex Con, mm-hmm. all right. And with that, I'm gonna let uh, Ray set up, and so he can cool. lead us out. And I'm just uh, super thankful, Ray, for you for your time today. I God, I mean, and oh, your friendship.
1: I'm, I'm glad we were able to make it happen. We talked about this for a while. So. Yeah. Not not quite four years talking about it. No, but no. We talked about it for a while. <laughs> I didn't want to bug you that quickly, no. <laughs> but thanks so much for having me on, and thanks for thanks for what you do in the community of skateboarding, and um, thanks for your images over the years, and um, and I'm just, yeah, I'm excited to see what you're going to be getting into with your projects, and um, I want to see a, a a Desiree photo book, so I'm just putting that out there. Right thank now. you, thank you.
0: <laughs> okay, I've got that. Vans does know, <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully we can make that happen. Um, thanks so much for your support always, um, Ray. And, uh, you know, and I want to thank you guys for tuning in, and what I'll do is, since we're doing a sort of special ending today is um, I just want to th- you know thank you guys for tuning into the Desiree Show. Stay tuned for the ITL. The ITL is obviously a special I do with the Chargers, um, which is coming up as well. And uh, make sure to follow the Desiree Show on Instagram or my personal at Desiree underscore Astorga. And tune in, follow Ray Barbie if you aren't already, and we'll try to get him back his name on Instagram. But right now it's R period B A R B E E. Uh, And uh, go check out his music. And with that, um, thank you guys for tuning in. This is The Desiree Show, and I'm going to leave you with Mr. Ray Barbie on Dash Radio. All right.